Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments, you shall not take the, the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes the name, who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, your God. In it you shall do no works. You nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servants, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Leave him alone. Amen. Nor his male servants, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. I submit to you today the Ten Commandments. By way of introduction, I want you to stay close, keep your pens and paper ready, and Bibles open, because God's going to teach you something. Are y'all ready to receive? Amen. Amen. America is drifting further and further from God, and the signs of erosion are so evident all around us, as God is subtly being removed and denied at every level of society. The numbers are increasing at an alarming rate from those who are against Jesus Christ and don't want anything to do with his word. For example, many are offended at the nativity scenes at Christmas time. Don't put anything like that up. Take it off public property. Many do not want pray in schools. Don't pray before a football game. Just say a thought. What is that? Graduation ceremonies. Don't pray. Christmas holidays are now being relabeled winter holidays. Don't say Christmas, say winter. We have the legalizing of abortion, same-sex marriages, and tolerating immorality in the leadership of our country. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all better stop looking for your self-made messiahs. Amen. We don't have a one messiah and his name is Jesus. Amen. You follow man and man will soon let you down. And if he doesn't let you down, he's going to die. 
Won't y'all say amen? Y'all stop making monuments out of people. You're not to follow Al Sharpton. You're not to follow Farrakhan. You're not to follow Jesse Jackson. You're not to make gods out of nobody. Amen. Jesus Christ is our God. And if you follow him, you will not lose hope. And you will not be put to shame and embarrassed. And embarrassed. Won't y'all say amen? And many have exchanged the Bible for psychics and mediums before they go to the Bible. And now many are offended by the Ten Commandments that are posted on walls. Take them down. Well, what's all the fuss? Why take them down? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with you shall not murder? What's wrong with you shall not commit adultery? You planning on doing it? You're not planning on doing it? Leave them up there. Do I have some witnesses here? You're a great suspect. If you want them down. Well, many of why, why are the Ten Commandments such an issue? Why do they want them down? Why do they want them in courts? Get them down, 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 down. Why? Well, Arthur Pink responds to this question by saying, and I quote, Today is a day of lawlessness. The spirit of our times is one of unbounded freedom, one of casting off all restraints, despising all authority. Since God himself is no longer feared by the majority, many no longer respect the God-ordained authority of government. Parents are disrespected by children. Church leaders are no longer respected. The educators are no longer respected. They'll pay Shaq a hundred million dollars to hit two points and can't hit a free throw. (laughs) And yet teachers that are molding the minds of America can barely eat. Something is wrong. Something is deadly wrong. Because of abounding iniquity on every hand, the love of many professing Christians for their God and his law has grown cold. Just as Christ prophesied in Matthew 24, 12. What does Matthew 24, 12 says? I jot it down and I'll quote it. And because lawlessness will abound. What does abound mean? Increase. The love of many will grow cold. And because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will go will grow cold, says Arthur Pink. J.I. Packer describes America's moral and ethical thinking this way. And I quote. We have assumed that self-exploration and self-discovery is a prime task and any means to that end that does not violate others' freedom or destroy their well-being should be thought allowable. And the toleration of deviant behavior should be practiced up to the limit as being both a civilized virtue and a universal duty, unquote, as it relates to deviant Behavior, And it's amazing how our leaders are being pardoned. Political favoritisms. How hypocritical America is. You're going to chase down the seven all over America and let folk who normally break the law go scotch-free. If you're going to pardon them, pardon them all. This is not a popular sermon today. You don't get by because you're popular and got money. Nobody is above the law. 
Beloved, it is absolutely frightening to see how the spiritual climate of our country has plummeted from hot to lukewarm to downright cold. It's chilly in America. And if God's people do not humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, the worst is yet to come as the majority in our country have concluded, I am free to be me. Leave me alone and let me be free to be me. What is the law? Ten Commandments. What is the law? Folk talking about the Ten Commandments. That's old. That's back in the days of antiquity. It has no contemporary relevancy. You are wrong. The Ten Commandments is just as much for today as it were when it was written by Moses, by God himself to Moses. Amen. You got to understand that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You, you, you got to have the Old Testament and the New Testament is all the word of God. Extra, extra. Read all about it. It's the news. It's news. It's news. Has been news. News. Jesus off time quoted from the old. And, and then Isaiah turned around and, and spoke prophetically all the way into the new. Just like cornbread and beans. They just go together. <laughs> what is the law? Stuart Briscoe, the author of Playing by the Rules, defines the law this way. The law is the expression of the mind of God relative to what man ought to be. The law is the expression of the mind of God relative to what God ought to be. The psalmist in Psalms 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, says Psalms 19.7. In other words, the law requires perfection, and apart from Christ, no one else measures up to God's standard. The law is a revelation from God who has drawn the lines between right and wrong in a country that desires freedom so badly that they are casting off all restraints for the sake of freedom. The law never made a man a sinner. It revealed the fact that we are sinners. The law doesn't save. However, it was a tutor to bring us to Christ. Once you see your condition revealed by the law, you cry out for God's mercy and God's salvation. Do the Ten Commandments have any significance to us today? Of course they do. Not as a means of justification, but as a means of demonstrating that we have been justified. We have been declared righteous. And because we are in Christ, washed with his blood, we do not steal. And we do not kill and we don't lie because we have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me just convince you of the significance of the law, because some of y'all excuse yourself so that you can be rampant in your behavior. But let's just let me just dialogue with your rationale so that conviction can take roots in the depths of your heart. What's the significance of the commandments? Number one, the commandments are given because of the existence of sin and evil desires in the human heart. That's why they're given. 
That's why they're significant. The commandments are given because of the existence of what? Sin and evil desires in the human heart. Do y'all see sin around you? Don't talk to me now. Do you see sin around you? You don't have to look long and look far to see sin. Are there evil hearts around you? Folk evil. We're in an evil day. The heart is desperately wicked, says Jeremiah. And because the heart is so wicked and because man is so evil and sin is so prevalent, we need some commandments to restrain us. The commandments were given to guide life. And all the ordinances and civil laws and thereof were given to guide life. In other words, there are many misguided people out there. Many misguided people would have the right guidance and a better quality of life if they took the commandments seriously. Even somebody that's lost, if they did the commandments, they still would live a better life. Amen. Amen. Let me just put it this way. If you want to live better, keep the commandments. You want a better quality of life, obey the commandments. The commandments came from whom? Oh, you saying that we, the commandments came from whom? Amen. And when Jesus came, he just summed up the law. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. Because when you, amen, when you love, when you really love your neighbor as yourself, you won't steal from them. You won't mess with their wife and you won't want their stuff. <laughs> Jesus didn't come to destroy the law, but he came that the law would be what? Fulfilled. He came to fulfill the law. What is the significance of the commandments? Let me tell you, beloved, the commandments are a checklist that reveal to us our spiritual condition. They are checklists. In other words, they are a 10 point checklists to show you where you stand in light of God's word. You say you think you missed the spiritual stuff. Do you lie? Amen. You mess with somebody and not your wife or you flirting. Some of you may not have touched it, but you're thinking about it. You've already done it in your mind. Mm-hmm. He said, shut up, preach. I'm going to keep preaching. There's <laughs> a lot in here. Are you desiring what folk got? You can't be satisfied with what God blessed you with? Yeah, yeah. Some of you already messed up. <laughs> the commandments are a checklist that reveals to us our spiritual condition. Why is the commandment so significant? Today, the commandments are a mirror showing us the reality of ourselves, our sinfulness and our shortcomings. The commandments is a what? They're a mirror showing us the reality of ourselves, our sinfulness and our shortcomings. Unless you're crazy, you don't look in a mirror and say, that's not me. Come on here. You get a morning, you look, you may be pretty ugly, but that's you. Oh, that's you. That's all you, warts and all. Huh? It's you. And that's what, the, that's what the law is. The law is a what? A mirror. Say mirror. Yeah, the law is a mirror showing us the reality of ourselves and sinfulness and our shortcomings. I love the mirror illustration used by J. Vernon McGee. Listen, you have a mirror in your bathroom, which is a picture of the law. And there is a basin underneath the mirror. You do not wash yourself with the mirror, do you? You're crazy if you do. You hold that, oh, that mirror, I'm dirty. Get me a mirror, wash. You know, you scrub yourself with the mirror. You don't, you don't use the mirror to wash yourself. It, the mirror, the purpose of the mirror is only to reveal your dirt. 
Come on, talk, Jay Vernon. And beneath that mirror, there is a wash basin for our dirty sins. There, the basin is there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty stains when I wash it falls into the basin of Jesus' blood and God says it's good it's a mirror the perfect law is a mirror why is the commandments so, why are they so significant? The commandments were given to lead Israel to a life of practical holiness. The commandments were given to lead Israel to a life of what? Practical holiness. And also the church. God called his people to holiness and the commandments showed Israel as well as the church how to put the commandments into practical everyday living. In other words, God says, be holy. And the commandments break down, breaks down how to be holy. God don't leave you wondering. He said, here's how you be. Here's how you're holy. Don't worship another God. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't, don't, don't murder and so forth and so on. In other words, he makes practical what we ought to be in holiness. Why are the commandments so significant? Let me tell you something about the commandments. The Ten Commandments can act as a guardian to bring us to Christ. The Ten Commandments act as, as a guardian to bring us to whom? Christ. In other words, the commandments can only take us so far. They bring us to the point of realizing our own sinfulness. The commandments bring us to the point of realizing our own failure. However, only Christ alone has the power to forgive and wash our sins away through the shed blood. Now, the word, the synonym for commandment is a word called decalogue. Say decalogue. D-E-C-A-L-O-G-U-E. Decalogue is a term of Greek origin often used as a synonym for the Ten Commandments. The decalogue is a synonym for Ten Commandments, which in the Ten Commandments literally means ten words. Ten words is what the Ten Commandments mean. The first four commandments describes how the people are to relate to God. While the remainder describe how God's people are to relate to each other. Okay, the first four talks about how the people are to relate to, relate to whom? And the latter six talks about how the people are to relate to whom? Each other. First four, God. Last six, each other. God, each other. That's why some of y'all can't get along. It's, 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 not your, it's not that person. You got a problem with God. Because when you get right with God, you'll get along with your brother. Some folks can't get along with nobody. Some of y'all can't get along with yourself. You got to get along with God. You got to be right with God. You got you, you to have a right relationship with God. Then you can make up with your brother and re be reconciled and all these other things. Let me tell you about the significance of the commandments. Let me tell you, the commandments restrain evil. That's what they do. They restrain evil. Though the law cannot change the heart, it can inhibit lawlessness by its threats of judgment. The commandments restrain what? Evil. Though the law cannot change the heart, it can inhibit. In other words, hold back 
lawlessness by its threats of judgment. In other words, you kill somebody and guess what? Your life is going to be taken. You mess with somebody else's wife, both of y'all are going to be stoned to death. No plea bargains. No jail breaks. Yeah, they've been searching all over the country. No, no, ain't, ain't none of that. And no 20 years on death row. You see, and, and that'll make you straighten up. You know why America's so weak, such a mess? We got weak laws. We spank for, we used to hit them on the wrist. Now we hit them on a little dinky. Some of these countries don't play. You still, your hands gone. Hey, I remember in Singapore, that boy was putting that paint all over those cars. Y'all said, mm-hmm. And it was such an uproar. They were going to cane his rear end. And they were trying to get the president to intervene. I said, leave it. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> they came. He came back here good and whipped. He couldn't sit down for three months. They don't play. We spank folk. We play hit dinkies. You know, you get enough money, enough popularity. You know, you can buy your way out, wiggle your way out, get the finest of attorney, be broke, but you're free. <laughs> And that's what's wrong with America. We're not taking sin seriously. Tell you something else about the commandments. The commandments reveal man's sinfulness. Reveal man's sinfulness. Uh, turn to 1 Timothy 1.9. You got your Bible. This is a Bible teaching church. Somebody don't have a Bible next to you. Please share your Bible. If they walk away with it, just say bless you. Uh, uh, 1 Timothy 1.9. Share your Bibles for God's sake. Don't be stingy with it. It's God's word. Share it. Uh, the commandments reveal man's sinfulness. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.9, it says, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, that's, that's some of y'all, for the ungodly and for sinners. <laughs> Woo, that's all of us now. <laughs> for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. You see, the law was for all of these persons. Why the significance of the law? Listen, the commandments gave Israel a standard for God living so that they might inherit the land and enjoy its blessings. Now, don't miss that one. The, the commandments gave Israel a standard for godly living so that they might inherit the land and enjoy its blessings. Enjoy its blessing. In other words, you said, what is that saying? In other words, you obey the law, you abide by the law, God's going to bless you, and not only bless you, but bless your children and bless your children's children because of what you're doing in your generation. But if you just live any kind of way and hanky-panking around and sneaking and peeking and got stuff under corners and under rugs and in attics, attics you're affecting your whole house. You're affecting your, your generation and generations to come, and you're messing up a whole line. Blessings brings obedience. Disobedience brings cursing. Deuteronomy 5.29. I want you to see the word for yourself. This is not Draper's theology. This is the book. Deuteronomy 5.29. Look what it says. Oh! Oh, when you say, oh, watch out. Watch out. You know, when you somebody say, oh, you wonder what's wrong. What happened? What's going on? Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. Oh, underline all. 
that it might be well with them and with their children forever. You see that? That'd be, do you want it to go well with you? Some of y'all, no wonder you, you bring all, listen, you not, you gonna have a bad year this year until you start abiding by the book of the law. You out there on your own, doing what seems right in your own life and wonder why all hell's breaking loose in your house and in your life. You, you make one step forward and three backwards. It's because you're not in the book of the law and you don't keep the commandments. Exodus 23, look what it says. You, you know what you mean? You, say me. Okay, you shall have no other gods before me. Now repeat each word after me. You shall have no other gods before me. Now I know what you would say. I don't serve no God. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Hold your peace before you put your foot in your mouth. From that verse and the rest of this passage and all the way down, I want to preach on let God be God. (laughs) Let God be God. There is no greater joy in life than to know and obey the one true God, the Bible, the God of the Bible. And every dimension of earthly life is lifted to its highest and most fulfilling level when he is acknowledged as Lord and God. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you.